Hey everybody, welcome to Multi Multi, a podcast discussing the multitude of multi-site student ministry. My name is EJ Swanson and I'm your host today and I'm joined with me by two of my very good friends, yes, Mr. Sir. Joe Crabb. Hey buddy, good to have you back here. And the lovely Mrs. Kim Schuler. This That's is the first right. time all of us have been back in studio for the first couple of weeks here, first couple yeah. of apps, So That's right, a little bit of chaos, a little bit of vacation, and a little yeah. bit of love. Yeah, wow, okay, I feel whole again. <laughs> that's that's good i do too man and we're joined by our ever faithful uh trevor callis tj yeah. callis yes um we Last love this guy he gives a thumbs up and um we're, we're just good thankful you know today's going to be a little bit different of an episode because um we are switching up our plan a little bit and we just want to go through and um do a high level q a ad lib on each other so yeah. we're going to fire some questions back and forth at each other and see where we come up with today but i um i know these two well enough that we're going to uh just come up with some great content i'm so thankful that people are yeah. starting to leave comments and um, tell us more and more what they need to hear from. And I hope that some of the things yes. they've shouted out are going to be the things we cover today, guys. Yeah, we got a great email from one of our friends who's uh, in our area, right. uh, Misha from 242, just sharing uh, how beneficial it was to hear like the Q&A session with CT. By this time, this episode's dropped. We put out another one with Ben Hickson as well, one of our campus guys. And kind of that's the same approach here uh, is kind of just getting into the tension and sifting through it and kind of processing uh, what EJ proposed right before we started recording. We had something on the dock and he said, let's just talk about the biggest challenges we face right. in that multi-site student um, challenge. And we've all, we've been a part of multi-site church here for a while. It's in student ministry. So I think we can probably talk tension in every level from uh, with each other, yeah. uh, interpersonal, uh, interdepartment, right. outer department, leadership, Campus it's, level, multi-campus level. I like to give cheeky names to the episodes, and as soon as we started this one, I guess this one's going to be a therapy session. That's good. <laughs> man. Man, I, I love that. Oh, well, let man. me di dive right in yeah, and ask that do. question, though, right off the bat. Um, Joe Kim, what are what are one of the biggest, uh, or what is one of the biggest challenges in multi-site student ministry that you've faced? And then um, let me do what hopefully I do best at times, ask some questions and, um, and dive a little bit further into that. Yeah, uh, I can, I, I, man, I initially I thought I don't like I have anything to say right off the bat and I feel like I have too much to say. So I'll, I think that some of the biggest tension that I've had has been, or challenges I've had has been as m just transition of leadership and really finding a groove within um, what my role is at certain in certain seasons. Okay, right? so leadership within what your job yeah, pertains my to. My job type. So when I've I am now entering my ninth year formally on staff at Woodside. When okay. I first came in, it was kind of really easy because I was the middle school director. I was young, first full time job. Like that made it kind of easy to know like what my role was. Within like year two or year three, my title was still the same, middle school director, but more and more of my responsibility of equipping and resourcing the other campuses, because I was part of the main campus model, uh, brought in tension. One of those tensions was the guy at the time who was the, like the lead student pastor oversaw high school, and so he really mm. owned making sure our high school team was equipped, and he was my boss, and I oversaw middle school, and I reported directly to him, and we both did ministry here at this campus. It even sounds confusing as I say it, but many of you guys listening to this podcast can identify. So attention, he wanted to meet with all of our multi-site guys to discuss high school. I wanted to meet with all of our multi-site guys to discuss 
middle school. But you couldn't without him, technically. Or I needed his approval. Or trying to find when we were doing it. You're pulling those guys. We have a, a campus model where they're all at different buildings at their physical campus. We don't have a central office where all our staff reports. So now we're asking guys to come, you know, two days a week to do a meeting and all that stuff. Which, through that tension, gave birth to a meeting rhythm and so on and so forth where middle school and high school was discussed. But even when I took the lead student pastor role, where I was overseeing middle school and high school at this camp, at the, our main campus, but across the campuses as well, there was tension between you and me, where you were now in a, like a new role of next right. gen and family ministry and overseeing kids and students. So trying to figure out what that looked like as to what attention you could give to student ministry, what ownership I had. You, I remember in a very vivid conversation we had as you were walking into your doctor's office to grab a prescription, and we are talking about the percentage. Yeah. Hey, like, what is it going to be? 80-20, 70-30, 60-40? In, in reference to how are we going to transition that yeah. leadership? So saying, hey, when we're starting, I'm going to make 80% of the calls, and you get 20%, and we're going to transfer that through. Yeah, and what that speed was going to look like. And so that that does take time. It, there's not a, that's not prescriptive. It's descriptive in regard to what it actually, it's prescriptive in saying it's going to be a percentage change, but descriptive in like, hey, we kind of have to figure it out and write this as we go along. That conversation happened in August. Right. And we were having, I was having a conversation with one of our campus guys in April at the Orange Conference wanting to know, so are you my boss or is EJ? It's like, yeah. and I'm like, what don't you understand? Like I've been, but again, that was some of you guys listening are like, oh my goodness, I felt that same way before. I can identify with your campus guy who's sitting on that bus. Right. So we always say out of that too, like what, what was God teaching you within that? And yeah. so that was the challenge, identifying what those leadership switches and roles look like. Yeah. Now in the spot that you're in right now, what did you learn from that? Yeah, that's a great follow-up. It's really good. I think a biggest thing was um, communication. Like in a broad, broad term thing, communication and clearly defining that to the team uh, and just saying, hey, this is what it's going to be. But overtly communicating because you and I can say, yeah, but we did communicate right. that, didn't we? Some of it, I think, was us figuring out what yes. it was yeah. because we were we were on the, the front end of figuring those things out, even nationally, of yeah. going, okay, yeah, now we have this next general, and there might have been uh, 20, 30 people doing this next general. It was yeah. kind of called that family pastor, but we didn't know what that looked like. Nobody was really guiding us a ton in that. You were replacing how that was, your mentor. Yeah. You were stepping into kids, which that was a new thing. Yeah. Like, uh, for the, I was doing both middle school and high school here, and that was my first year leading out high school as mm -hmm. well. So it was, it was a tension that we saw happen here between like that, again, that main campus and also multi-site responsibility. Um, but it was, it, it is, it's, it's, I think it's, maybe that's one of the things we learn as you're hearing this, you're going through a similar process is clearly communicating overtly to your team that it is a process and you're still figuring it out as well. Um, and hopefully that, that trust is there with that team that they'll support that and look to help out and not vie for their own interests or say like treat it like vigilanteism or the wild, wild west because the sheriff is still in training, so to say. Uh, but those have been, what was one of the challenges figuring out at times of like, okay, what does my role look like? Uh, how does the relationship between um, my direct report and I look like? What does my relationship look like across the team? Um, so you're not doing something like what we are doing where kind of maybe frustrating somebody or not clarifying, um, hey, who is making it? And there was also a time that at that same time, 
in that when we're at that orange conference when that conversation was going on yeah where we were dealing with a multi-site like situation involving several families and so it was kind of we're all in the room who's making the call here right and your predecessor was in yeah. the room you're in the room i'm in the room some of our multi-site key guys are in the room we're like who is making the call here? So I think that was a part of it of figuring out that process. So yeah, that's good. That's you my uh, that's my couch session. Yeah. <laughs> there. yeah. Kim, what about you? Biggest challenge in student ministry so far, or one of them that pop up? Yeah, I think I could go back to before Central existed um, and start there, but continue right in, up to today. Like those frustrations still lie at times. And um, I think one of my main ones would be a clear transition from what Joe is talking about in this season now in Central. Like those frustrations and tensions that he kind of shared about, I'm in that leadership aspect of figuring uh, just what my leadership looks like now in this mm. season. Uh, but also within that, my relationship now with the team, the rest of the team has significantly changed um, as well as I'm not necessarily their boss um, because their campus pastors oversee the guys at the campuses. Um, so what that relationship and how my partnership with the campus pastors is so huge. Um, and just knowing those lines of communication, not only with the student guys across the campuses, but also the campus pastors and how to best support them and help them reach their uh, targets, their vitals that they're setting for their campuses. Is that the language we use now, targets and vitals? Yes. Okay, awesome. Yep. Um, Learn something new every day. Learn something new every day. (laughs) Just bringing us in the loop. I love Actually, just because I asked the question, because that's a challenge to me figuring out, um, what are targets and what are vitals? Yeah, so the vitals are basically, if you think of like a human body, um, you get the heart rate, the blood pressure, and everything like that when you go to the doctor. So when we talk vitals of a campus is like, Uh, there's a certain uh, structure that our central team, uh, executive team, really has put together for each campus to kind of go by and say, like, all right, here are the vitals. How is your campus doing? Some of those are, like, serving your members. Are they serving? Are they in the Word? Are they going to the service every weekend? Are they giving? Are they in groups? Those are the five main like ask or commitments that we're looking for across the board from our members, from our church body um, that will help uh, us evaluate the vitals and hopefully reach then our targets that we set for the year at the different campuses. Okay. Got it. Does that help? Yeah, Yeah. that's good. Okay. Um, We're still very much learning the language as well, as well as... Oh, somebody's stealing that. There's no question. It's already out on the interwebs. (laughs) Somebody's stealing that bad boy. That's good, though. That's what this podcast is for. Yeah. Beg, borrow, and steal it. Yeah. And as a central ministry, we are still very much coming up with our uh, vitals or what our targets are as we serve the campuses, right? Like, we want to make sure our customer service is top-notch we respond to emails in 24 hours like that right there is a target for us um and just the way we um you know our competency and so we've got a list of a bunch of different c words um that we're going through and we're defining right now and what that looks like for our central ministry team so we can best serve 
across the campuses. That's so, good. Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's I can really only imagine you. what you're learning from that. Um, with within that thought, um, I know one of the challenges that I always have, that I always face, is where my boss or where my direct report is leaning in right now, asking me to grow, asking me to push the envelope, those type of things. That's mm -hmm. good. Can you share me with me a little bit of right now where you think? Okay, now this is a hypothetical sum. Where okay. you think your direct reporter, your boss who you report to, is asking you to grow, to slow, to mow something down. What does Ooh, that look did you like? Come up with that? Always in I three. Like that. Did you right? come up with that? I did. Wow. There's a blog post brewing. Wow. I have to compete Grow with slow or mow. With with joke. <laughs> Write that down, T Cal, so I don't forget mow. that. Um but no, I've been working on a blog post because Joe is out blog posting me, and that's the yeah, title of it. No. So um, I love that. Dude. That's it good. is at least as like we come out the... of this, as that comes out of this, because yeah. it's not actually happening. But <laughs> seriously, like, where are they asking you to grow something? Where are they asking you to slow down on something or just mow something over? Um, and I, if you guys could see both of their postures right now, their heads are both kind of down, not in downcast, but thinking and going, man, that's... That's really good. That's I'm really not, big yeah. because we all have those, right? And those are huge yeah. challenges within That's all a good of thing our for ministries. Someone who's listening to actually stop and think about it, they're just like, "Hey, yeah, hit pause, uh, yeah, yep. um, and and think through that for a minute. Where are you being asked to grow something? Where are you being asked to slow something down? And then within that, where are you asking just to obliterate something? Yeah, that's really that's really interesting. It's very tough. One of these because I feel like we do a healthy job of evaluating things. And so like the slowing and mowing, um, I feel like we have a good enough balance at times. I think maybe we'll fit, like see a little bit of that when like the rhythm of the year kicks in. Um, grow, yeah, I, I would say like just growing students, uh, engage, like consistent engagement. Um, actually, you know, I'll say growing like our, our worship team. We talked about that. Like our, our worship culture here is good, but we want to see it continue to grow. I'd love to see more and more students actually involved there on stage and in the booth serving, but also like um, serving within the church in general. That's something the area we need to grow in. And I need to like grow in regards to like leading and leading well and so on. So it's what has slowed you down in the last couple of weeks is we're onboarding a bunch of new staff. Yeah. That's right. Good. So that's slowed you down some, a challenge, a good challenge because we picked up some great leaders Amen. and, yeah. um, you know, bringing them into the full thing, but that slows you down a little bit. What's something in the last three months, six months that you have mowed down already? Yeah, no, that's good. One of the things that we mowed down completely, uh, was uh, the, our summer strategy for, uh, how we did ministry in the summer. Uh, when you came in, you kind of gave us a boost in the arm from what we had been doing about like four or five years ago. Uh, and it was very great for those three years in which we kind of went with that strategy. But we even, as we evaluated, we're like, something's got to switch up. And so we switched up and mowed it down completely this year uh, to what we are now, what we are doing. We just ended up doing a, a weekly Wednesday night uh, middle school and high school combined worship service with a um, kind of an event focused post hangout afterwards. And it was the best summer we've ever had. Kim, from the um, central aspect of that, how, how did you evaluate that? How did we evaluate summer as a whole across all the campuses? Yeah. Um, I don't think that's something we have fully done as a team, but we have definitely communicated and talked, especially at our last meeting, like, hey, what have 
been some of the stories and the wins from the summer. Um, now, like the major pieces of like jump start, fresh start, leader leaders training and hope week we've evaluated those pieces as we've gone piece by piece uh, but as a summer holistically across the board I think that's something that we actually probably need to step into to see how we could better tweak it especially from the central support now that central will be almost have a year under its belt come around next summer um, in how we can best support the campuses better. Uh, but we we need to step into that a little bit more. Got it. Okay, Kim, your turn. Grow, slow, or mow? Yeah, mow, I feel like right now I'm in the midst of the mow, like getting our series finalized and graphic packages and everything ready for all the guys uh, for the entire school year. Our guys started writing and developing the series back in February, and that's actually something we'll talk about here in the next couple episodes, um, so stay tuned for that um, as we just talk through what that development piece looks like, evaluation of our series, and how we write them. Uh, so that is a big like mowing point at this um, at this rate. Uh, slow. Um, what slows me down within that is just um, well, not necessarily within that piece, but just within the structure right now is is myself um, being the sole student um, director. Person, yeah. Um, and for. Yeah, for all the different moving pieces, there's only so much I can do. And I'm, I'm, I can tend to be a people pleaser and want to overachieve quickly. Um, and that will hurt me. Um, but it's also a great quality at times to have. And I can see that, but how to balance that and be okay with dropping the ball in some areas or saying, I can't do that. Um, but I hate that. I hate saying no. Um, I hate not giving my all or my best foot forward in different pieces. So it's been cool to just uh, share with the team and, you know, continue to mention to them like, hey, just be patient. Graciously walk with me. I appreciate it. Um, and they've been awesome and supportive in that and have taken on a lot of the roles and responsibilities that need to come in support. That's awesome. Yeah. Trying to think as we think through like challenge and, and so on and so forth. Trying to think like I think like we've kind of when we answer we kind of answer like personally within the leadership. I'm trying to think what other challenge like like from a multi-site team perspective, perhaps like what are you led that you were in that seat for a while of leading out a, a multi-site team departmentally. Yeah, it was students and at one point kids and students. What are some of what were some of those challenges? Yeah, I think it. I or think it challenges actually, you identify that guys at a campus that we had, like saw as well, and that you had had to sift through. Yeah. I didn't know you were going to turn that back on me. Yeah, so I'm no, um, <laughs> you know, I I think one of the biggest aspects really was just a transition in the amount of leadership, just that you have overall. So you go from the challenge of just leading. You know, when we came in, six student. Um, you know, six campuses worth of student ministry and then now up to 14, 15, you know, that type of thing. Just the sheer jump in that and then adding kids ministry on top of that, then adding young adult ministry on top of that. That was the biggest challenge is just sorting through who does what, where do I focus my attention, for how long yeah. could I focus my attention? Because I think that the translation of that into multi-site student ministry is if you're a central director, 
and you have a campus that isn't hitting the vitals or those type of things, how long do you spend with them? Is that a two-week process? Is that a two-month process? Yeah. What does that look like? Um, how do you you know spread your time out? And that's something that um, in the last season of ministry within NextGen for me um, was really tough of going, man, I have great leaders here. I have great leaders here. How do I spread that that time out amongst those things? And just being able to see what that, that looks like, you have to learn from that central position. Where do you lean in? Where do you back off? Mm-hmm. And then within that, how long do you do it? And, you know, how do you challenge them in, in that, that yeah. timeline? So that's that, good. That's that was really, um, you know, something that I had to, to overcome. I just text you guys a question because I think it's one you're going to have to reread. And the reason I text it to you is because it's a forecasting question yeah. about challenges. And this is what I wrote. What is the biggest challenge ahead of you and how do you want or plan to face it? And I'm going to give you a timeline from now until Christmas. What do you foresee Mm. as the biggest challenge you have in these next three, four months? Um, What do you plan on doing to overcome it? Or what do you really want to do to overcome it? Mm. And this is off the cuff. I mean, this is... uh, No, that's good. I'll I'll answer it. I'll give Kim time to answer it here, here in a moment. And I want what you had just shared about that your challenge that you had faced before made me think of a tension that I felt in sitting in that seat as well. And Kim feels it um, even 100%. now. 100%. It's just that idea, like when you're that person or those people who are in charge of uh, of overseeing a staff, whether it's a, a staff at a campus uh, or a staff across campuses, there is that tension you feel of like, man, am I giving them enough time? Mm-hmm. Um, not just to even meet like the needs of the ministry, uh, but just mentor them or pour into them or build relationship with yeah. them. Uh, I always hated feeling, I hate this way with even leaders at times of feeling like the only time I talk to you is when I need you to do something. And there's an end where you're, this is a profession or vocation, like you're doing. So there is that end where like, yeah, but that's what I get to ask of you, or that's part of your role or responsibility here as your job. But ministry is so different. Uh, yeah. Even even corporate world would say like, yeah, there's an aspect in which some corporations are leaning towards wanting more like relational relational aspects to their leadership. Um, even when you read anything by Lencioni, yeah, uh, he'll talk about the need to be transparent and humble and so on as a as a leader. So, I. That is such a tension. And so for you as a campus guy, know that oftentimes, although the person who's leading you may not have verbalized it, they feel that tension. Uh, or at least I hope that they, they do. I, and for those guys that we've talked to, uh, they do feel that tension. They want to lead you well. They want to care for you well. They yeah, want to shepherd do. you. They want to know the stories. They want to know that. But they yeah. also have a lot on their plate uh, outside of just their profession uh, in their personal life and so on. But it is. It's that was one of the things that, that was one of those challenges having to figure out. Whereas last year when I was still in that seat, I just said, Hey, over the next six weeks, I want to meet with all of you at one point yeah. in time, one-on-one. I'm going to buy you breakfast or dinner or coffee or whatever. Just tell me when you're available and we'll make it happen. That's uh, great. Because if not, I was like, I just have to do it. Cause that tension was just kind of eating me up and everything. But, um, just a, an addendum to that. And then 
I'm ready to answer your question. <laughs> and then a practical, like a Ooh, practical yes, yes. piece to that, Joe, too, because yes, that is definitely a tension I feel, especially right now as I'm just like, hey, this isn't done or following up with some guys. Oh, and yeah. Stuff, you're right? having to turn the heat on some guys. And right now. I yeah. hate that because I'm like, I haven't talked to you in maybe like a week or so. Like, I don't even, you know, I haven't had the relational piece in a while. But what I've found helpful is, um, when they share things in a staff meeting or even like birthdays and stuff is scheduling it into my calendar yeah. um, and putting reminders because then if anything, it's going to trigger and then I can shoot a text. Um, three of our guys had outdoor services or baptisms of some sort over the past two weeks. so Which is a big undertaking oh, in addition to yes. what they're doing for their student ministry that yep. they do have to do for their campuses. Yeah. And knowing I was unable to be there, it was something I knew I had to put in my schedule to to shoot them a text and say, hey, I want you to know I'm praying for you today as like the day goes on just for the baptisms and stuff. Now, that's not to say to my horn or anything, but it's more or less just that practical piece that I needed to know for them to know that like I care not only about your soul and who you are, but also all the different pieces you are carrying at your campus. Because I know outside of the many things I'm asking you to do, you are also being asked a handful of things to do at your campus. Yeah. Got it. I think what that does, and EJ, you've, you instilled this well within us, and I think we're, we're learning it and continuing to learn it as well, is then like knowing that those tensions are there, at the time you have to think like, okay, what is it that truly matters? What is it that we need to slow down on? And what is it that we need to mow so that mm-hmm. we can grow overall to use the language that was so cleverly introduced in this podcast and blogged about across America churches right now? Um, <laughs> but it is. It does keep perspective like or it should help provide perspective. But yeah. challenges. Challenges. Next three months, four months. The biggest Joe. challenge you're facing is keeping us on track when we're, you ask us a question. <laughs> I've spent the last four years doing that. I know how to come back. No, uh, these guys are the top of the top. I don't have to do that often. My, uh, my biggest challenge, I would say, you mentioned earlier, I have new staff. I have realized in the last couple of weeks, my, the staff that I have at this campus are all staff that I have hired on. I've not inherit them. I'm not. In, they're you all staff them. that I had hired on. So that's exciting. <laughs> I think of though, like, hey, now it's your problem. But that's like, like um, in this in, in this whole shift over the last couple of months, yeah. my direct report currently is our senior pastor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have like a next gen family pastor kind of like. So it's like you're the student guy. This is your team. This is it. like so. It's like it's an exciting time, but. And any new season uh, or anything like that, when the shield kind of comes back a little, you're like, okay, like you have to step up, be ready to lead. Um, not saying that you have something to pass the buck to, but you always had something that there was there like, you know, hey, I knew if I didn't do something or I didn't do it well uh, and it felt faltered like in front of like leadership or something like that, ultimately kind of came back to, to you or to others who sat in your seat before you. Right. Now it's me at this campus, which that doesn't make me anxious or anything because I've been led well uh, for years. Um, but just, and it, when those moments did happen, they were always dealt with graciously. But it is, it's like you're leading a team. There's a lot of new and exciting things that are happening. There's culture that is growing and that is changing and getting healthy. Um, so what, what's the plan? Yeah. 
or how are you going to overcome that challenge in these next three months? Yeah, so one of the things I implemented based off of uh, Lencioni, uh, Death by Meeting, is a daily check-in with my staff uh, because of their newness of a majority of that team. And so every day around the same time, we meet for 10 minutes, kind of a standing meeting and just say, Harry, hey, right, what is it that we're tackling? What do we need to tackle? What's everyone doing today? And we then we pray with one another. Uh, and I love being able to just have that touch point with them um, and give them, you know, and it allows for greater productivity throughout the day because it gives them an opportunity to like maybe bring up something real quickly during that moment. So, um, really just consistent communication uh, on, a, on a professional kind of standpoint there, like, hey, what are we doing? But also then on a personal standpoint, uh, making sure that those one-on-ones are rhythmically in schedule. Hey, how are you? Last week I had four, like, I just, it was somewhere with my interns too. How are you feeling about this upcoming year? We're kind of in a, you know, approaching a new season. How can I be praying for you? What are you looking to get out of this next season? That just season? adds value to them. Mm-hmm. It, it shows them that you care. You yeah. want to hear their voice. And the other thing is, is it doesn't create this, this gap of distance where they're like, I wonder if I should do this this way or I should do this this way. It's like right off the bat, they get feedback within, you know, the work day, the next yep. day. Yep. Hey, here's what we're doing next. Yeah. I think it builds confidence in them as well. That's Just good. being one that has served under you technically, like, and being led by you. Always side by side. Yes. Always side by side. But realistically, <laughs> on the org chart, right? Um, is that is something you do great at. You're very personable, like the relational aspect, and it then just spills into, like, building that confidence and rapport that knowing they can come to you in times of trouble, in times that they want to share when, like you are going to be there to celebrate and support. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, Kim, what's the challenge for you the next three or four months? What do you plan to do or want to do about it? Yeah. So I was actually, I think of two right off the bat. Um, One I think is just, it goes along with Joe a little bit. Like our team is young. Uh, our team is also going to be probably, you know, continually shifting over this next year, just as uh, leadership shifts and, um, you know, within ministry, things move and groove all the time. And so just being on my toes, but also then, you know, the understanding of I need to then set them up for success, not only at their campus, but as being a part of the team. Um, So just seeing that challenge and my desire to just really want to do like the some of the aspects that Joe has just been talking about, but also making sure that those items, those plans, those processes, those you know, pieces are in place that when they do come on the staff or as they transition maybe into a different role within student ministry or take on more responsibility that they're set up for success. Um, So a lot of that I think is development. So creating that space to develop pieces. um, That's a big heart of my um, or heartbeat of like why I, you know, chose to transition into this uh, position. Um, but currently just because of the mo or the different things that has been on my plate, I haven't had the space to develop as much as I have wanted to. So just really creating that space too. Got it. Okay. Love that. Okay. So, um, as we get a little bit uh, closer here, as we kind of narrow, um, things down, we, um, Joe, this is going to kind of be funny. Kim just 
um, stated that we need to um, groove and smooth at times. I said grow, slow, and mow. I know. I need something so now. So here's the challenge. It's got to start with a G, and it's either got to be two words or three. You choose. <laughs> you Biggest like challenge. A, a yeah, a I'm just run? having some fun right here. Here we go. This is how I'm wrapping uh, things up today. Oh, man. Okay. Make it good. For, for my team, we need to... Um, Wow. It's got to start with the G. Uh, strategize? No, it's got to uh, start with a G. Groove and move. No, 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 no. I will get to the G. It has to start with a G? Yeah. All right, yeah. fine. Galvanize and strategize. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> I'm writing that down. You know what I'm Galvanize. Because we got to come together. I don't even know together. how to spell that. <laughs> I don't even know how that works. It autocorrected it agonize, which means even <laughs> yeah, more and to me. Right and we got to agonize. And galvanize. got to agonize over the lost. You know, we got to. Galvanize. <laughs> I'm talking into Surrey right now. Galvanize. Oh, we know and what, what happens was the other when one? EJ oh, talks in Surrey. I hate all of you. Strategize. Um, <laughs> and we wow. have to realize our full potential. Wow. This wow, this has actually been a, a really fun episode. I've I've learned this a ton. Good. That was a good call. I've learned a, a ton call. from you guys just sitting here saying, "Hey, this is the season ahead." And you know what, you yeah. guys, I think um, even off the cuff of this, it's a great reminder how the three of us, um, even including Trevor, can be praying for one another. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and just as you're listening today on the podcast, I just encourage you to sometimes just sit down and say, "Hey, guys, we're having a meeting." What do we need to talk about? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and have a couple of questions primed in the back of your head that you can throw out if it stalls. But just let people kind of have that opportunity to talk about what's happening. You can ask a, a high challenge question um, at the beginning and then, you know, more invitational question throughout the, the time just to bring people in. It just gives people to not like, um, like whine but be productive and, and ask yeah. some things. And I learned a ton from you guys today. So thank you. I really no, appreciate basically. that. Thank you. Thank you. And I know we yeah. always love to, to try to give some practical like things to do. And, and Kim made mention of a couple as well. I would say like, as we, as you talk about one, if you're looking to do anything, right, if you're leading a team or anything like that meetings, we mentioned this before, you need to be reading Patrick Lencioni. Uh, his books are phenomenal. They're great to read. They're practical. They're insightful. Like a lot of sharpening and so on. So like death by meeting, um, the five dysfunctions of a team, definitely be reading that um, and checking those out. Another thing I would just remember, like it's a process. Um, it's a process. Rome wasn't built in a day. Uh, it takes time. That's right. And you have to be willing to invite in that tension. And whether it's within um, and EJ, you just mentioned this as well, whether it's in, within your church uh, or outside, it could be one of us. But man, talk to someone. You know, if you just need to like verbalize some stuff or share some stuff or process some things or you're trying to figure some things out, or you're frustrated, you're a, a campus guy or you're the central person or the main campus person, whatever it might be, man, it has always been beneficial just to be able to to email someone, call someone, chat with someone, uh, or even if you're like, man, where do I need to grow? You know, when, mm. uh, when Joe was mentioning earlier about trying to figure out his role or, or Kim talking, where do I need to grow in these sort of things? You know, uh, we talked about it today at our, our staff meeting. You know, you have to be open to let people in and like observe and then speak into that. Uh, and so be doing that as you're yeah, like, good. the it could be terrifying, but like some of the best conversations I've had is when you just sit down with a leader and you just ask them or they ask you, where do I need to grow? Uh, in the meetings I did last year with those guys all one-on-one, mm-hmm. um, I loved when there was, all, there was a handful of them that'd be like, so where do you think I need to grow? To me, that is the sign of a true mature leader uh, when they're humble enough and willing to say, 
where do I need to grow? And they, they welcome it in. So yeah. uh, be willing to do so. Those are just Good. a few smatherings that are here at the end of this uh and making Couch sure sesh. you create space to do it. Yes. You have to invite in. You have yeah. to model that. And you have to realize, too, that when you're leading a meeting, um, the way that you respond to even things like an idea that's pitched in brainstorming indicates whether or not you'd be open to them sharing tension. That's good. Like If you're like Ooh, shutting down their yeah. idea that they have for a game and it's all like, no, that's not going to work. It might not work, but it might be a great idea. So invite it in and talk through it and process it as opposed to shutting it just down. Because if you're shutting things down, there's a reason why your team doesn't want to talk to you. Mm. Because oh. I've, I've, I've heard that before and I've seen that sadly happen with other leaders before where they're just, they shut it down and they instantly lose uh, credibility with their team. Um, I've been glad that none of the leaders I've had uh, have done that. So thanks, EJ. You got it. Yeah. Hey, well, we love you guys, and we're so thankful to partner with you in ministry and uh, just so thankful to be serving alongside of each of you. If there's anything we can do to serve you in your ministry, please let us know. If there's anything that you um, heard today that maybe you want to challenge us on or talk to us about, shed some light on something that's worked for yeah. you, we'd love to hear from you in that as well. We love you guys. God loves you more. Thanks for listening to Multi Multi. Bye.